0: Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Chelsea March. Chelsea is a high performance coach that helps six plus figure agency owners optimize their performance and streamline their business operations so they can reduce their stress increase time freedom and continue to double their revenue. Who doesn't want any of that? So I'm pumped to be hanging out chatting with Kelsey. We got connected through email and some other way, but I'm pumped to have you here and I love the topic of performance and systems. And I'm really excited to, to dive into all this. How are you doing today, Kelsey?
1: I'm good. I'm happy to be here and I hate to correct you. You got it right on the the third try. but it's Kelsey, not Chelsea. (laughs)
0: Oh, did just, I say Chelsea? Just for the
1: record? In the beginning, yeah. I didn't even...
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. And I
1: know you... It's okay. You asked even before we hit record, but... <laughs> Kelsey, Chelsea. You.
0: Wow. You're like, no. Oh my God. No. No. It's like such an easy name. I'm notorious for like messing up someone's name when I introduce them. So I'm always like, this is your name, right? And I said, Chelsea. I can't believe that. So I have a friend yeah. named Chelsea. So it's, I don't know. Maybe that's why it happened well anyway that's a great start to an interview great start
1: hi guys i'm kelsey thank you for for having me james yeah pumped (laughs) to
0: hang out so um yeah so i'm I'm excited to talk about this Uh, i was actually before i started coaching like online business and that kind of stuff and digital products and things which is very system oriented i was doing Performance and productivity coaching and it was a lot okay. of the same stuff that I feel you and I or you yeah. specialize in So it'll be uh, it'll be fun just to kind of nerd out on this together because it's still very relevant to The things that I do now and help people with so what made you yeah. Decide to get into like I guess starting your own online business in general and business around teaching things online but specifically around being a high-performance coach, too.
1: Sure. So it was a little bit out of necessity, um, but just to go back a little bit, we did discuss uh, a little bit beforehand, but um, so originally I came from the psychology field. I used to be a mental health specialist. I worked in inpatient psychiatry for a number of years Um, and not for the lack of loving the job. I decided to take a little break and go do some international traveling. Uh, that was only supposed to be a short period of time, and then I was supposed to go back for more school in the clinical field, and then I never went back. Uh, fast forward six years later, here I am. <laughs> um, I i had been living out of the country literally up until about a month ago. So, um, but when I was traveling, I found out of, I, I needed to be able to make money. Um, I originally had been doing odd and end jobs in certain countries if it allowed it. um, And then I decided I wanted to keep moving, but I needed money on the road. And so I developed a virtual assistant business where I was doing operations and systems originally. And um, it it was fine. It was great. I'm very systems oriented person, but it wasn't exactly the quite like right fit for me um and i didn't know anything about coaching and then i stumbled into that and that was really able to bring in my like original career and my passion for psychology and i found that entrepreneurs and business owners were really really motivated to work on like their personal performance as as well as like the overall performance of their business and i think there are not many people in the field that kind of bring the two together in a holistic way and so i found just a really nice little niche to step into. And that's how I wound up in performance coaching.
0: Cool. So you've been doing this for about six years, you said?
1: So this with the coaching, it's been about three years.
0: Oh, okay. For sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I'm always interested because there's always, you know, someone who listens to the podcast, who's like, just kind of getting started out. And then there's people who've been more advanced in their business or whatever, and want to kind of optimize the performance. But, um, it's always interesting just to hear, like, how did you get your first kind of set of clients? Um, it's always fun to hear kind of your experience with that and maybe give some people some ideas.
1: Sure, yeah, so marketing and sales is not my area of expertise. I've definitely hired people to work with and all that. When I first started, when I was doing like the operations and systems business, that was just through like virtual assistant groups and things like that, just to get my feet wet. Um, fast forward to doing the coaching, what I'm doing now, originally I started in one of the communities that I was living in, um, and I built a very large network there. And so I just was able to meet people and, um, do a lot of networking and interaction there. But when I got back on the road, I found that it was really important. I needed to step into the online world, which, I didn't know anything about. And so that's where I hired someone. For me, what's really worked overall is cold prospecting. So I use Facebook specifically to connect with people who are my ideal prospects. I'm all about um, building relationships. I am not someone who's going to pitch in the DMs. I don't sell right away, especially if I don't know the person. Um, I mean, hey, like if, if they can help me with something, great. If I can help them with something and give some support and feedback, fantastic, but I prefer building the relationship first and getting an idea of where they're at. And then if I can, I'll give some free support, you know, clarity call, a performance audit, something like that. And if it seems like it's a good fit, I'll move them into my sales funnel. Mm So that's what I've been doing, but I've been expanding my marketing adventures as of Mm -hmm. now. So that, But that's like the next level, I guess, compared to starting at the beginning.
0: Right. Yeah. It's just always interesting. Like I remember my first client was when I was doing like life coaching when I first started. And, uh, this, it was actually a family friend of ours and I just kind of told him that I just got certified and stuff. And they were like, Oh, that's cool. Like, do you think like you, you could sit down and kind of help me with some stuff? And I was like, sure, you know, and it yeah. they ended up signing up and I was like, Oh my God, that was the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. Win. so it just, It's just interesting. You never know like where that's going to come from, but if you can build that network ahead of time, then that is really helpful. And yeah, I'm the same. Like I've tried so many things of just like cold DMing. Uh, I still do cold DMing, but it's very different now. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like just, so many things and it's just, for me, it really comes down to like connect, inspire, invite. And I've spoken on stages, I've done content, I still get calls booked through content and that kind of stuff. But if you connect with people, you know who you wanna help first really, connect with them, inspire them, which can be a lot of different things. But just like, if I just tell people about like the system that I use with my clients and explain it, of like how it can work for them related to what they're mm-hmm. teaching, they like light up and now they're inspired. Yeah. And then I can say, well, if you want to, we can dive deeper on a call. And then they're like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, You know, like case studies and stuff like that. But that's always what it's made sense to me. So anyway, um, I'd love to just kind of talk a bit about systems because it's a big thing that you do even when you're doing the VA stuff. Uh, it was about like building systems and whatnot. And it really does apply to, our personal productivity, but also when we're running a business. So what are systems and how do you kind of like to think about systems?
1: Yeah. Well, so, okay. So you touched on two different aspects. There's the personal side and then the professional business side. And Mm -hmm. I think when when I work with my clients, we always start on the personal side because when you think about most businesses, they're a top-down structure, right? It starts with the owner, the founder, the person who has the idea and is starting to take action and then everything else is going to trickle out from there. So long story short, if your shit's not together, if you're not performing in the way that it's you can stay consistent and show up then you're going to have problems in the back end performance of the business so that would look like personal routines like how are you functioning not just with you know we hear the buzzwords of morning routine bedtime routine that is very key right having uh getting enough sleep making sure you're getting enough nutrients and eating throughout the day so you can maintain your energy levels um, but also taking a look at like, what are you doing personally for task management? How are you setting up your daily workflows? How are you blocking out time for deep focus work versus work that's engaging with other people? It it makes a difference. I think a lot of people don't realize how much it contributes to um, decision fatigue, because when you're an owner and you're making all the, mm-hmm. the all the decisions all the time and wearing all the hats, it can get quite tiresome. And mm-hmm. so having those personal systems, those routines to lean into can be really, really helpful. And then on that back end with the business, it's pretty much the same thing. Once you find that you're doing something consistent, consistently and you're getting traction with whatever it is that you're producing, make it easy on yourself where you document that process and you make it something you can easily show up and do or potentially automate it in a particular parts, or delegate certain parts off of your plate that are not necessarily, you know, dependent upon you and your knowledge and your skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can really free up your bandwidth, and again, limit that decision fatigue, so that you can continue to grow and scale your business without necessarily losing your mind um, and consuming all your time more, mm-hmm. more or less.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. I'm I'm a huge proponent of creating like templates and. Yeah things like that uh, there's a great tool i like to use called toby for example with my podcast interviews i right before this i was with, on a client call and i was like i gotta pop up everything for my podcast interview toby is a really cool chrome extension that's free and you can create collections so i like to create collections based on tasks in example interviews or content or like enrollment or client calls like all of them are different tasks that i have and i yeah. there's a button where you can open up all the different tabs and opens them right up at once. So I can just go oh, in and cool. it's really cool. Yeah. And I've, I found out about when I was doing productivity coaching. Okay, So I just have the drop down of interview and then there's like my zoom link. I have my email for when I send out an email interview questions. Cause I like to have some backup questions in case I start to lose momentum. My Calendly tab and then um, Spotify for podcasts is what I upload it to. And then interview email template because I was sending the same exact email every single time and typing it up. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna make a template. All I have to do now yeah. is copy, paste it, and then change out the name and I'm done. You know, and it's like yeah. it used to take me when I first started doing because I was doing a lot of interviews, it would take me like 10 to 20 minutes to like upload yeah. everything and send an email and be like, Okay, you're all good, like everything's done. And now it's just become very systematic to where it's just super fast and easy. It's just copy paste a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Now it could take me like five minutes. Um, and then I'm done. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: mean- I mean, that's, that's what's wild about templates and having just a system and a process or productivity tools like that. It, it really saves you a lot of time and it saves you a crack ton of brain power, which yeah. makes a difference when you've got to be focusing on other areas of your business that maybe aren't your, 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 you know, cup of tea or your area of expertise. And you have yeah. to put brain power towards that.
0: Yeah. Or even just like building a new product or like a yeah. workshop or working with clients, like whatever it is, like you need to keep that mental energy and clarity going throughout the day so what let's let's, that's definitely more of the personal kind of systems what about the business kind of systems um let's touch on that
1: yeah so one of the first places i typically start with my clients is well for the record like i know that there's a lot of newbies that listen to this show that they're trying to get a business started and so the the best suggestion I can say is just start taking action, even though you don't necessarily have a clear process or a system, like get messy with it. Um, But then after the fact, when you have, when you've completed something from point A to point Z, you want to take a look at how did you accomplish it? Most people want to create a system around the ideal version of what they would like it to be, rather than actually looking at, okay, how are things currently functioning in my business? And so that's just taking a look at You could, as much as like the client client journey map, right? So what happens from your very first touch point to your last touch point? So from your marketing, your prospecting, your sales, what do you do for onboarding? What do you do for fulfillment? What do you do for offboarding or upsell? And just start documenting what are all the moving parts that are already happening in your business. And then from there, you can move forward with the system, like the systemization of it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about like, get messy with it. And I think that's where a lot of people just with anything really get nervous cause they want it to be mm-hmm. perfect, but it's like start messy and then perfect it over time. And that was like me with my podcast. I was like, I don't know. I just want to start interviewing people, you know? So I just started doing yeah. it and it was super messy. And like I said, it took me like 20 minutes to upload that episode after the fact and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, this is terrible, but you know, it's rewarding <laughs> and everything. So, changing that up but even like my onboarding process when people sign up I used to just have mm-hmm. I started just not really having anything in place and just working with people and then they're like oh am I getting this like I'm like oh my god it's super messy and then I got more professional and more streamlined that it okay if they sign up then an email gets sent to them and I was like maybe I'll just make a huge email with like step one step two step three four you know all like it was like four steps I think but uh, that email I figured they could just read through and it would be super simple. Kind of like a mini blog post sort of thing. And um mm-hmm. with like links and stuff. But then it was too overwhelming for people as one email. And uh right. yeah, I was like, Okay, well let's do this. So I made like three pages. I use Kajabi. So I had three different okay. pages which are three steps and it says in the headline like step one of three. And just like super like dumb, simple. And I was like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. So I made like a really short video, just explaining what to do for each one, like getting connected with Voxer, how to access their course that they get, uh, signing their coaching contract, like those kind of things. And, uh, Mm -hmm. basically they do get the one email, but after they make a purchase, it automatically sends them over to the first page. And there's a button to like sign their coaching contract. They sign it it automatically gets sent to me. And then under that is like, move to step number two. So it's just like super simple. And then I had a handful of people go through it right when I made it and they were like, this is so much easier, like way better. So it's just like, I only got to that point was the reason I did was because I started messy, like you're saying, and Mm -hmm. just got feedback from people from testing it and that's like building products too. just get it as like simple and good enough basically, and then fine tune it.
1: Yeah. And what I think what a lot of people misunderstand or believe is like right get messy with it and like keep it as simple as possible what happens is is we start to build out more parts over time but the more simple we can keep it the more streamlined it is like kind of the lean business model but it makes it easier for you to you know move through your full process and not take on like you can Preventing things like scope creep and like blowout issues, like where you're firefighting things constantly because this is breaking or you have to manage massive groups of team members, things like that. And so the, the more simple, the better. The yeah. simpler, the better. <laughs> simpler, the better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No, simplicity always rules. And some people have way too complex stuff, which actually I'm kind of curious about. Uh, Kelsey, what still surprises you about? working with people in terms of just their organization as a whole and just kind of their personal productivity, but also their systems. There's something that still kind of surprises you when you start working with somebody it's just like a common thing you see.
1: Oh yeah. So most of my people, they're not they're not just starting out. They have gotten to the level where they are consistently making probably 10K months or more. Usually that's where my people are at. <clears throat> and so basically they're at a point where Their bandwidth is so maxed out because they're doing everything and they've got they've, you know, they've kicked ass, they got their business to this level, but they can't go any further and they don't know what to do because everything depends on them that if they remove themselves, everything seems like it's gonna fall apart. Mm. What's wild to me is when I step in with these clients, is most of them, one, they have shit wellness routines, like they aren't necessarily taking care of themselves. They might have like a workout routine but that's about it they don't have any consistency around making sure they're eating breakfast or dinner or getting consistent rise sleep grind. every night <laughs> just rise and grind and then when you look at their actual workflow it is literally just whatever gets thrown at them for the day they show up and they do they have no organization around their tasks or how they're tackling tasks or how they're delegating tasks to their team members and then when you look at the back end like operations in terms of a lot of people i have they they do take on clients I don't uh, typically work with coaches, but a lot of people in the marketing realms—they have marketing agencies. There's like email marketing, copywriting, um, a little bit of e-commerce, but for like their back-end stuff, it's a complete shit show. They don't necessarily have anything written down for how do they bring in new people? How do they onboard them? What exactly is being done for fulfillment and like what order, like who's responsible for what, how do things get handed off? Like, it's all just kind of like they brought a team member on to help and they've got their role and they're constantly checking in on them, having to micromanage. It's just, it's, it's very messy still for how far they've gotten in Mm. growing their business. And I'm always really surprised. Like, well, I mean, you can hustle all the way up to that point, but they're, there gets to be that spot where it's like, they can't do much more cause things are a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hustle is definitely important, but you ha- you gotta take yeah. care of your basis and there's a time and a yep. place to hustle. Um, what are some things that you'd recommend like explaining that and just seeing it's just like surprising to you that this stuff keeps happening. Uh, like how do you manage your time and focus throughout the day and what what are some things that we could even adapt in our life to prevent that from happening but still be able to have that hustle component where we can still grow Mm -hmm. without sacrificing our health
1: Mm -hmm. so the first thing that i always recommend for my clients and it's a lot of my clients are a little weary they're like "Mm, i don't know about this but i introduce nervous system management so Mm. Everyone has heard of, and it's like a very short five-minute practice. It's nothing excessive, but like everyone has heard of fight, flight, freeze. Um, We live in a society today where we are constantly bombarded by things. We're bombarded by social media, by news. um, We're distracted by TV. Everything is like an immediate attention-grabbing sort of thing on top of them running a business and trying to figure out what the hell you're doing, whether you're starting out or you're trying to grow it that can lead to burnout really, really fast. You can't, you can't scale a business. If you, if you burn out, it's just not going to happen. You're going to hit a roadblock after roadblock, and then you're going to give up. And uh, there's all the, you know, the gurus that say like, it's the point where people give up that like, it's this next step that they see the next win or whatever it is. Um, and so I talk about how can we consciously move ourselves into our parasympathetic nervous state, which is the relaxed state. And it's, So just to backtrack and get a little nerdy here in psychology, what people don't realize is that mental wellness lies on a spectrum. You have one side that is illness. On the other side, you have wellness. In the middle is just square one. Just because you don't have illness, that doesn't mean you're cultivating wellness in your life. And you might be balancing, you know, the two at different periods of time but the things that we do to take care of ourselves when we're having a hard time are are the things that we actually also need to do consistently to cultivate more wellness and so if you have a practice you show up and consistently do to regulate your nervous system, it's going to help you one, move out of that fear-based functioning. You're going to have better executive thinking. You're going to feel more calm when you're taking on problems. You're going to be able to solve things more creatively. And you're going to be just a little more balanced when you're approaching your day and being able to be like, oh, I got to plan this or I need to do that. You have a little more forethought. So first thing I introduce is nervous system management, and it's uh, you could do something as simple as square breathing, box breathing, mm. five minutes a day. If you can consistently show up and do it, all everyone I've worked with, and I had something I use every morning myself. Everyone I've worked with after about two, three weeks of consistently doing it, they're like, "Yep, biggest game changer for my business." They feel in a more regulated state when they're showing up to their business. It's no longer like where they feel like, "Oh my god, there's too much going on. I can't." I can't take on this. I can't do that. I don't know what to do. They are a bit more calm and able to move forward with things.
0: Mm. So what is box breathing again? Cause I, I think there's like five different ways to do it from what I've heard. Yeah. But Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of different breathing techniques, but box breathing is pretty simple. So basically what you're doing is you're inhaling through your nose. You're exhaling through your nose. You're never breathing into your chest, always into your belly. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is let's just say you could do it for the count of four or count of five. So let's just say for the count of five, you're going to inhale for the count of five. You're going to hold your breath for the count of five. You're going to exhale. And then for the count of five, you're going to hold your breath. So you get five, 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 which is a box, box. just the square. Yeah. Um, There's, I believe, I don't know if it was created, but I know it became popular because it was used by the Marines um, to really help center them and calm them in a state of like emergency or when they were dealing with a lot of heavy shit. Um, But it can, it's something that you are doing to actively move yourself into your relaxed state of your nervous system, which can be very helpful for taking on your day and doing things. It can also be helpful for sleep if you want to unwind for sleep or use it in the morning, whichever. Um, but it is, it does make a huge difference for like a personal system that can be helpful as as someone who's trying to start a business or run a business.
0: Sure. So is that something that you'd recommend? I guess, when would you say to do that? What's like a part, a point where someone could be like, Oh yeah, this is what Kelsey was talking about. Like, this is when I should do this.
1: I would say do it now, whatever stage you're in, just start doing it. And, And when it comes to habits, I'm sure people have read a lot of things about habits. Just piggyback off of something you already do. Ideally, you brush your teeth every day. So you brush your teeth, sit your butt down on the toilet, do square breathing for five minutes, go on with your day. Hmm. Try to get it pinpoint a place in your day that you can consistently show up and do it. And if you can do that between three and five times a week, you will start to see a difference in how you are functioning and showing up with whatever you have going on in your day. Um, That's a big one. And, and then you ask, because I know you ask more about like time management and things like that. Uh, people under, underestimate the power of putting pen to paper. There's so many fancy things like from Asana and Trello and all these productivity apps and all these things. Like what I, what I tell my clients is take everything that you have in your head, dump it onto like a Google Doc because you can do it in like a Google Excel sheet because that's easier to just move around and manipulate it separate things out by reoccurring tasks and one-off tasks one-off tasks organized by due dates and then take that once a week look at it dump into it more if you need to but on a daily basis use it as a reference to write your priorities for that day and your priorities are limited to two to four things and you do your to-dos like that by hand on pen and paper don't get wild with it. You just pick your two to four priorities and make sure to also include on top of that whatever personal routines or personal tasks you have to do around it so that you have a full picture of what your day is going to look like because people forget they're like okay, I'm going to write down these like five things that I have to to do today but they're also forgetting like oh shit, I got to eat breakfast. Oh, I got to go pick up my kid at school. Mm-hmm. Like all these things detract our time. So you have to include that. It's, it's not. We can't exist in a vacuum with our work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I like to do time blocking personally. Mm-hmm. I don't really do like, I know people can get a little aggressive with time blocking, but I like big time yeah. blocks, which is mm-hmm. what I read from the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, which I love that yeah. book. Uh, but the whole book is centered around that question. What's the one thing I can do that by doing that would make everything else easier or totally unnecessary? So I'm always asking myself that question on a regular basis and I step away from the office and think about it. Uh, and then when I have it, I'm just like, that's the obvious thing, I'm gonna go focus on that. But yeah, I, I like to just have like work is one of my blocks. So, you know, it's yeah. from nine to 2 p.m. That's about my work block. So after this, I'm pretty much done for my day, you know? And I, nice. I always go into the intention of like, this is what, if I get this thing done today, it's going to make everything else so much easier for the week. It's my big thing, my big domino, if you will. Mm-hmm um but that's what i like to do and then yeah i mean it it is mapping out the rest of my day too because after work i have a bigger block called family and friends and you know it's like i didn't get into business to be working non-stop i'm busy during my work hours but there are condensed Mm -hmm. amount of hours that i'm very focused on like this is what i'm doing and this Mm -hmm. is what's going to move the needle and then after that it's time to step away which took me a long time just to train myself to like do (laughs) because I'm always always thinking about work, but it helps me just to look at my calendar and see that I'm in family and friends time. And that's kind of like my second day, if you will, where I'll have in that block, like here, I wanted like today, I need to take my dog on a walk. So that goes on my family and friends, little to-do list. And then Mm -hmm. um, I have to go to like the bank and take care of something. So it's like, it's just simple stuff like that, but I still keep it to a minimum. And even Mm -hmm. asking myself that kind of, one thing question, even in my personal life, rather than just my business too, because it's very much a holistic thing. It's your life in general.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned like, right. It took a long time to learn how to like separate that time and to turn your brain off when you're not working. Yeah. And the, the practices that I just suggest suggested with having that massive brain dump of where you can put all of your stuff on paper, but then also you have a very consolidated like f- priority focus list for the next day. Our brain does this thing where this is where like journaling is, there's a lot of research around it and why journaling is so heavily influential hmm. is because our brain will continue to ruminate on things because it feels like it needs to hold on to it because it's not saved in one place. So
0: oh, by writing it why- down,
1: By writing it down, you're saving it in one place. And so if you have your master list with all the things that are on it, and then you just have your priorities like mapped out for the next day, your brain is able to be like, okay, done, saved. Like, I don't need to think about that anymore. And it gives you a little bit of space to move away from it. It also helps with, when we're struck like when we're stuck in negative thinking, which I think most most of us humans get that, but even entrepreneurs, there's always imposter syndrome and all these other things that pop up with starting a business. And so being able to get your thoughts out onto paper so that you can create some distance between you and that narrative really, really helps.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Kelsey, based on your career in running your own kind of business like this. And being your own boss, what do you wish someone would have told you earlier on?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I wish. I mean, I don't know. I don't I I guess I've never really thought about it. I. I think it would have been helpful to know how important marketing and sales is. I love I'm not I don't come from a business background. That's not my background. I stepped into it on my own. And I had a different career field. And I love what I do as a coach. And I love talking to people. And I love the operational side of it. But to make money, you have to be able to market your services, you have to be able to put yourself out there. And you have to be able to sell it. And the, the part that I don't mind, the selling, I actually don't mind because that's very psychology-based, so I'm very okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the constant marketing and the prospecting, that is a big deal. And I, I wish that I had known that was such a key thing in the beginning because I think I would have put my attention there immediately and learned those skills faster. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I mean, at the end of the day, like I've learned them in the right rhythm that's worked for me. And I'm still, it's like a never ending learning process, True. but it would have been nice to know that like, that was a, a huge part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It can be, well, I think people can get kind of intimidated by it too. Cause they're like, I just want to like, especially if it's like coaching, they're like, I just want to coach mm-hmm. people. And it's like, well, in order to do that, you gotta do this, (laughs) you gotta do the marketing and the sales and that kind of stuff. And it comes with its own little hurdles that go in. But I mean, from a great mentor of mine, uh, Greg Faxon was his name, he's a now friend of mine, but he talked about like the different types of styles there are, and it's just an idea, but it's really just Mm -hmm. finding that style and flow that does work for you, that you can be consistent with, cause that's the best marketing campaign that you can do. There's so many ways to do it. But the one that you enjoy and that you can stay consistent with and of course it works that's your winner Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of ease into that and just get better and more streamlined like we're kind of talking about with this with doing that um but yeah Mm -hmm. one thing i wish that someone told me earlier on relates to marketing and it's just learning copywriting
1: i wish i did especially if you're
0: trying to sell like i mean really anything but digital products especially it's like copywriting is Everything <laughs> that's your marketing, really, and uh, it, it is it is wild. So, I've gotten a lot better because I've invested thousands of dollars into getting better at in hundreds of hours, like literally, I'm just constantly working at it. Uh, and I've gotten a lot better, but it's just that is something I wish I developed way earlier on. So, anyway, yeah, um, and
1: well, lucky us, lucky us, AI is around now, so that can uh, yeah, not, you can not, tell,
0: uh, you can tell when <laughs> someone's tell. doing chat GVT. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not the best, but it definitely can help get you started if you literally have no idea where to start. Yeah. Um, But, oh, one thing I was just going to piggyback off of what you said was like when it comes to marketing. So, right, like, you know, I didn't know anything about marketing. I wish I can remember her name right now. She she also has a podcast. She's really great. And so I apologize that I'm not going to be able to credit her right (laughs) now at this moment. But I learned from her, I was listening to her podcast when I was starting out because marketing and prospecting and sales was so intimidating and I didn't know where to start. And she said, all you have to do is go out, talk to people and tell them what you do. That's it. That's it. That is the basis of marketing. So go out, have conversations with people. Ideally, put yourself in a room with people that you would like to work with, have conversations, tell them what you do. Not that you're necessarily selling it to them, but just talk about what you do and why you like what you do and all that. And that's the start of how you're going to figure out the marketing rhythm that's going to work for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And finding how that can be fun for you. And that's like the thing I touched on earlier is the connect, inspire, invite, like people get inspired when you talk about what you do and how it has benefited you or how it can work in their life. Like I was sharing a system that I use and, um, what a lot of people do that I've noticed in this little process is they connect and they inspire, but they never invite. And those are the people who like yeah. coach for free and then they're doing the thing. They're like, but Kelsey, I'm I'm going, I'm connecting with people, I'm talking about what I do. And it's like, they're getting excited, but they never invite them to be like, let's dive a little bit deeper. Here's what it looks like to work with me. And like, right. in the end, your success when it comes to this type of business really comes down to how many times you know, per month, you can say, here's what it looks like to work with me. Here's how much it is. And the more mm-hmm. you can do that, the more opportunities you have of someone saying, yes, I wanna do it. And then you make money. Yes. So it's that invite yeah. piece. And then there's the people who just connect and invite, don't inspire at all. And those are like the the, the cold Annoying DMers ones. who just like spam <laughs> you and you're just like, get out of yeah. here bro, shoe fly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, but I love that. And I love the simplicity of that. It really is true. Just get out there, connect with people. You know, talk about what you do and then invite them, of course. And then
1: invite them. Always have a next (laughs) step, but invite them to that next
0: step. So anyway, Kelsey, it's been great getting to know you and uh, having you on the show. Where can people learn more about you and connect with you?
1: Yeah. So I'll actually, if it's okay, I'll give you my Facebook link. That's where I do all of my things. And it's an, it's open to people to start conversations or get connected with me, mm-hmm. um, there. And then otherwise LinkedIn, that's my two main platforms cool. people. Oh, here's a fun fact. You don't need always a website to do what you do. Everyone thinks that it's super key to get started. It's not necessary. No, <laughs> I had one and mine's out of date. So that's why I'm not sharing. It. Right.
0: Yeah. No worries. So um, LinkedIn, Facebook, we'll, uh, make sure you get the yeah. links down in there. And um, if you like the conversation, or was listening, then go check out Kelsey, go get connected, ask her some questions. If you want to dive deeper into what she's doing and how she can help you, just reach out. That's all you got to do. Very easy. Um, for the listener, we covered a lot of different things today. There was stuff about personal productivity and performance and management and like the box breathing and Getting into the right state of mind, organizing yourself so you're not just making money, but being totally chaotic in your life. And then we talked a bit about systems and how we can use those to give us more headspace. And it all really goes hand in hand. Like you know, like we've talked about, it's just building a business around, yes, the things that you love and that you enjoy, but not creating another job for yourself. It's building something that gives you that kind of freedom and fulfillment that you really want in life. And honestly, the only reason that it happens is when you listen to podcasts, you get a nugget and then you do something with it. Nothing's going to happen until you take action. Action is your only superpower. So take something from this episode, get out there, and do something with it. And then when you feel like you've done everything, come back, listen to something else, and then go apply something else. And next thing you know, you're going to be a lot further down the road, but it comes from actually doing it. So that's all I got for you. Take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen, and we'll see you in the next one.